0: love talk radio
1: what's going on folks it's your boy long beach joe and i am back at it back at it back at it again (laughs) i'm back at it again man listen we have so much to discuss the new york jets have restructured yet another contract, OTAs going on, right? We're hearing great things about Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson. Also quite an update about Brees Hall, and we're going to get into it all. So listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook. Search Long Beach Joe. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going going back and forth, excuse me with you folks about the football team also leave me some feedback i love hearing about what you folks think i do here on the long beach joe show your boys also on itunes as well for those of you that may not know all right go on over to itunes type in the long beach joe show all right subscribe to the podcast there and leave me some feedback on there as well i want to thank everyone that gives me those five-star ratings salutes all right please give me a five-star rating if you haven't already and let me know how you folks feel about the show A lot of positive feedback, a lot of people uh, listening from a lot of places as well. Salutes to everyone that takes the time to listen to the show, especially the people from overseas. A lot of overseas listeners, uh, they're checking in with your boy. So salutes to everybody over there in Ireland, Germany. Uh, I got people from Australia, you know, people from all over the place, Africa, everywhere. Middle East as well. Salutes to all of you. UK, all right, I see you. I see you and I respect you, all right? So I want to thank everybody for checking out the show. It always astounds me that people from so far away listen to you, boy, and I appreciate y'all, all all right, if you didn't know. All right? You can also check the show out as well on YouTube. Hey, for those of you that do not know, you know, I'm not just a great voice. I'm not just great takes. I'm also great looking, all right? That's what people tell me. You know, I'm not arrogant, okay? Okay. I have a lot of fun over here. We laugh, we joke, we talk about the team. A lot of people enjoy watching the show live. They stumble into it and they go, Whoa, Joe, you know, we we knew that you, you know, you knew this team, but we didn't know you know you looked so good. And I say, hey, thank you. You know, not arrogant. All right. So if you want to check the show out and you want to catch everything that we're doing here live, because we do well, the show's live, all right, listen. Come on over to YouTube, all right, type in Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. We have a blast over here. You know what I'm saying? Me going back and forth with the callers, salutes. We also take time to sit down with the savages as well, all right? Anybody want to know why I call my chat the savages? It's because they're savage. (laughs) Salutes all the savages, man. GBH, I see you. Salutes to them. All right? Everybody checking me out. Listen, nobody is safe. All right, that's why I call my chapter savages. Nobody's safe, not even me. All right, they don't like your takes. They don't like what you bring into the table. They're gonna get at you. All right, that's how it goes. You know, it is what it is. So we have a blast doing that. You can also follow the show as well on Twitter at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. Personal Twitter is at YoungJ000. All right, come on by, follow, go back and forth with me. I have a blast. Now, it's time to get into it, all right? Salute to all the savages, salute to all the callers. Listen here. There's a lot of things moving and shaking with the New York Jets right now, all right? Jordan Whitehead, restructuring Jets, OTAs. We're going to be talking about Brees Hall, but before we get there, okay, everyone knows that I am a huge New York Jets fan, all right, from the New York area. I'm not even from the East Coast, all right? Grew up on the West Coast my whole life, okay? Love it here. The sun's great. The women are beautiful. The weather is always solid. All right? I enjoy myself. Okay? A lot of people here Long Beach, Joe, they think Long Beach on the East Coast. Nope, it's Long Beach, California. All right? So with all of that said, in my travels, the way I move around, I've met a lot of Jets fans, a lot, from different spaces, different places, and we all connect through our love for the football team. So tonight I'm going to have, okay, Willie Williams, come on, from the Virginia Jets Fan Club, and he's going to talk to us about his experience as a Jets fan as well in Virginia and everything that they do there to celebrate and come around and enjoy the New York Jets. Willie, I want to welcome you to the show.
2: How are you feeling tonight, my friend? Hey, what's going on, Joe? I, I, what's I, going I, on, man? All kind of, All kind of greatness. Man, I I can't wait for this season. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be great.
1: Yeah, it is. Man. Listen, it's going to be phenomenal, okay, and I can't wait. And we're going to talk about that, but first, mm-hmm. I want you to tell my callers, what made you
2: mm-hmm. become a fan of the New York Jets? Okay, so, all right, I currently live in... Um, Virginia, the Hampton Roads area. But I'm a, I, I see like I know like you're from the East Coast. I mean West Coast. So I'm originally from New York, Long Island, New York, in Amityville, right? So we, you know my dad moved us down here, and um, so actually this is the crazy part about my jazz journey. I actually started out a cowboy fan, right? So um, whoa, <laughs> what happened? Okay. I know, I know. Don't tell anybody. So <laughs> so what happened was um. Keyshawn Johnson, back in 95, he was my favorite player in college, right, when he went to USC, and he just so happened to go to the Jets. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to go ahead and ride with this guy. And then I started looking at the history and the fact that we've always been underdogs. So, you know, I kind of rode with that, and I've been riding ever since. Hmm, that's quite a story right there. Now I'll tell you
1: what, you know. You picked a player from USC to follow. I'm just saying fight on. You know, that, that was a right. good smooth move right there, okay? You know what I'm saying? That was, that was a right. good move right there. So I respect that. I respect that, all right? Now, about your journey to become a Jets fan, right? Everything yeah. you went through first, you know, you were you're feeling the star, but then you moved over, got that green and white jersey. You know, that's cool. That's what all the cool kids are doing. Now, yes, how did exactly. your
2: fan club come about? How did that come <sighs> Okay, so I actually started with a different group. Um, They they're called the Virginia Jet fans. Shout out to those guys. Um, They watch the games in um, in in Norfolk, Virginia, Offshore Drive at AJ Gators. So um, there are a lot of fans that are you know we're all over they're all over the seven five seven area, and you know they all can't make it there. So then what I ended up doing was I'm I'm on the peninsula side a lot. So, you know, I kind of decided, you know what, let me, start, let me start something on the peninsula. And so, and we've been doing that ever since. And now we're going into our, I think fifth year, fifth year, we're going to our fifth year. So my group is called the 757 Jet Fans. So like I said, you got Virginia Jet Fans, you've got 757 Jet Fans. So, you know, we, we get together occasionally, but, you know, like I said, it, it's it's hard because everybody is in different places. So, yeah.
1: So. With you doing what you're doing there in the peninsula, how can people mm-hmm. come out there and hang out with you, man? Like, where do you guys hang mm-hmm. out? Where do you guys meet up? What kind of activities do you folks do when you get together to talk about this football okay. and celebrate
2: it? Yes, let's go. Okay, so now actually I've expanded. from So I've, I went from the peninsula back on this side. So I have actually, know, I have four locations. So this coming season we'll have four locations that you can go to, because I, I wanted to make sure we covered the whole seven five seven. So you've got Eagle's Nest in Chesapeake, you've got Wing on in Virginia Beach on Rosemount Boulevard, you've got Green Turtle in Hampton, and then you've got Hooters off, um, off of Mercury Boulevard. So all four of those locations will have someone there that will, you know, that, that, will, that will embrace the jet fans. So now what we do, this is so, it's so great, we're, we're an inclusive club. So what we do is we include everybody. You know, because, you know, we've been bad so long. It's just kind of like, you know, but we still love football. So what we do is we include everybody. So you come in. We've got a table set up. I've got flags, all that good stuff. Um, we give beads out. We do raffles, right? I would do a 50-50 raffle for cash, and I do also do a merchandise raffle. So with those raffles, if I pull your ticket, you get to pick what gear you want, and then we mm. Yeah. So then, if you buy a ticket, mm. you'll get get Mardi Gras beads of your team. So even so, let's say like a Cowboy fan, a Ravens fan, whoever they'll get, you know, they'll get their team color beads, and everyone loves it because, like I said, and then you even got other fans screaming JEPs, because you know, like I said, we're inclusive. It's cool. Yeah. Listen, listen, Willie is putting
1: in the work. Okay, he's putting in the work and having a blast. And look at all the oh, locations yeah. that you got going on, man. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: I got a website. Go ahead. So, oh, w- go ahead. W- Give them all the information. I, oh I am uh, uh, all right, so everything is on basically on the website. So www.757jetfans.com. And you know, we also have a TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Email, phone number. You can even call if you got any questions. We're, I mean, we're 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 the real deal. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yep. Listen, Willie's putting in that work again. we're people with Willie Williams at the seven five seven Virginia B- Jets Fan Club. Look, that is wonderful. All these raffles, everything that you're doing, you're having a lot of fun. You're including everyone else. Now, yep. Willie, can you talk to us about what it's like being a Jets fan? in your local area you know i've been around that 25-7 <laughs> <laughs> i know that there's uh listen oh my god. there's cowboys oh there are cowboys fans there yeah uh, i know there's yes. cowboys fans there i know that there's a uh, yes. uh commander fans there or the washington team whatever yeah. they call themselves now yeah whatever they call all right yes, yes yes oh god yeah yes. and, and, and oh. i know that there's like a host of other teams but when i was there repping the mm-hmm. green repping you know, my team, I definitely was heckled, especially by some of these Cowboys fans always talking about their yep. illustrious history, which was a long time ago, okay? long time ago. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. some of those uh, Washington fans as well got at me, okay? Now, yep. Yep. tell me about your
2: experience there, Willie. Ah, oh, my God. Okay, so, um, <laughs> so look, obviously, every day I'm wearing green. Every day, either it's my lanyard, a hat, custom shoes—I've always got green on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I've got to, I've got to bring people in. You know, so so that way, if I got some green on and somebody sees it, it's like, oh, wait a minute, I'm a jet fan too. And then that's how I get them. So um, I get heckled every day, especially at work. Um, they go crazy. I'll give you an example: draft night, right? So we're at Eagles Nest in Chesapeake on draft night. And so, of course, everyone shows up. We're probably like 40, 50 deep, right? So we're there. We got our table set up, all that stuff. We're not saying anything to anybody, Joe. We're just, you know, just hanging out. So we start taking pictures. Oh, man, the Jets up. I don't know what y'all here for. Oh, my God. Like, just like we're supposed to stay mediocre. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Hate. They it, hate. It's just they hate like I I I'm not gonna say nothing 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 no 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 I am I'm lying I'm gonna say a lot on, especially on TikTok yeah, <laughs> say a lot on, especially on TikTok. <laughs> <I can't wait.
0: laughs>
2: hey look, I'm going to be there the first game too. So we play the Bills on that Monday night, 7, September 11th. I'm in the building. Okay. So. Oh okay. yeah. So I will. Okay. Oh oh oh. So nothing, Joe. Um, so you, mm. you'll recognize it because of what I'm wearing, okay? So mm. I have a flight suit, right, That I, yeah, like an okay. actual Air Force flight suit that I bought patches for, sewed on, and then I custom-made a fighter pilot helmet, the color of the jet helmet now. And, you know, put so mm. it looks like they're, uh, yes. Like I it's all on the okay. website. Everything's on the yeah. website. And if you want one. Just let me know. I can I can make you one. Yep. Oh, yeah. Listen, it's listen. All- We're going to
1: talk. We're going to talk.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to yeah.
1: talk. But, man. Absolutely. It is crazy. Yep. It is so crazy yeah. to hear about you getting heckled and y'all getting bothered yep. so much when you're only – you're just
2: minding your own business.
1: That's the it's same thing business. that would happen yeah. to me. Man. Yeah. Yep. I'm minding my yep. Own, yep. own business, yep. you know. Yep. Yeah, got my Jets jersey yep. on, just walking down the street, minding my own business. Across the street, mm-hmm. the Jets Across are trash. That's all I hear, and I'm
0: yep. like, oh, okay, you know,
1: I just, yep. I just pointed at him. Yep. I said, okay, I
2: know what time it is. It, I'll it, see
1: you next season.
2: That's what, that's what I yep. I'll see you next it, season. It, okay. it just depends right. on, I, it just depends on who it is. Like, like Bills fans, I get echoed yeah. by them, right? So this is what you mm-hmm. tell the Bills fans. You know, oh, you guys suck. Da-da-da-da. So I, I had, a I talked, I said this to a Bills fan today. Matter of fact, I said, look, mm-hmm. how many times did Bills win the Bills Super Bowl? Four. Mm. Okay. How many times has that been? One. Okay. Who do you think has more Super Bowl wins? And blows their mind. Blows their mind. So we have one more than they did. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Listen. So it's not because it, it. it depends on who depends on who My rebuttals are crazy. So. Mm.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: That's you got to. have a, You got to be quick with yeah.
1: when you're a fan of this football
2: team. Well, listen, absolutely.
1: We're yep. talking. We're talking about this team now, and, I, and listen, we, we're I, yep. again. I love talking to you about what you're doing. Seven five seven. How you guys are putting on? But I want to talk to you about more about this team right now, man. I want to get into yeah, it. Absolutely. You said you're going to be there for the season. Oh, yep. you're going to be there. You know, se- uh, September 11th. You're going to be there first game when they're playing the Bills. Listen. Mm-hmm. Give me your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers joining the Jets. Has that really increased your confidence here with the Jets? Have, has that just made your excitement? Has, has it raised your level
2: of excitement
1: for this football team going into this upcoming season? Uh,
2: absolutely, but, I'm a, but not for the reasons you think. Because here's my thing. Aaron Rodgers is a guy that we know what he brings to the table. Now, remember, all those years in Green Bay, he played us, he kept beating us. So, like, I'm still mad at him about that. <laughs> so I got to get over that, right? But the, the, the good thing is, like, he brings experience to the position that we've always needed, and we have the weapons this time. So he, he'll know how to facilitate, and you know, facilitate the players, and, you know, and I think we'll be fine. Plus, plus he's going to make Zach Wilson better. Because remember Zach Wilson said he was going to give the next guy hell. Well, he's going to give you hell, guys. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I think Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, but, but what I'm reading is like he's got like this zen about him that he brings, you know, he brings to the, the field every day. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, all, all the players are gravitating towards him. And I, and I think that that's yeah. cool, you know. So, so I, think, yeah. I think we're going to do some things, man. Oh, my God can't
1: wait yeah you know it's, yep. it's it's crazy that you bring up zach wilson I, I keep telling people okay and everyone knows i like zach wilson i think he has the, yeah. the physical ability with it to do what it takes to make it in this league but i think the mental stuff it's just not yeah. there yet okay not saying it never will be i'm just saying it's not there yet right. And with Aaron Rodgers coming in, everybody was ready to just cast him off. I do weekly shows. So I have people calling in saying they don't even want to trade him. They just want to cut him. Get him out of here. I don't ever right. want to see him in a Jets jersey again. I think that this right. is the best situation for Zach Wilson that he could possibly mm-hmm. think of getting. his, his yeah. Literally, his childhood hero, the, the quarterback he wants to emulate the most, right, Yep. he now yep. gets to sit under him in an offense that that quarterback and the current offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett literally built, right, together. Yep. He gets to sit mm-hmm. behind him and learn the ins and outs of the offense from the man that he idolizes the most. The guy that he yes. wants to be most like in this league, and he gets to sit yep. back and and get that tutelage, get, you know, just get accustomed to everything that it takes to become a pro outside of just learning the playbook, but what it takes to truly become a pro, he can learn mm-hmm. from this guy that has been everywhere that he wants to be everywhere from Super Bowl yes. to MVP, to best quarterback in the league, to one of the top quarterbacks in the league for years, of, years, however long he's been in the league, he's been one of the top guys. He can sit yep. back and just absolutely soak all of that in to then turn around and make himself better. I mean, what are your thoughts when I talk about that, what what are your thoughts about yes. that, Willie? Because a lot of people don't look at it mm-hmm. from that aspect, and I constantly have to bring that up from the Jets fans. How do you feel yes. about that?
2: I, I feel the same way. That's what, I was, that's what I was just saying. Like, because of because he's there, he is his idol. He can sit in. Can you imagine, like, whoever you idolize and, you you know, they come to your job and they show you how to make your job better? Like, I mean – I mean, like like I said, we're good. I feel a dynasty brewing, dude. I feel a dynasty brewing. And and with Zach Wilson yeah. at that, because once Aaron's gone, I can see mm. Aaron after this year, maybe one, maybe two more, but then that's when Zach yeah. comes in and he's like, and mm-hmm. we're, oh my, great. And then everyone else is going to want to come and flock to us. And then we'll be back, yeah. and New York will be back on. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, perfect. yeah,
2: I, I'm telling you, the great. Two, two, maybe three years,
1: possibly, but at least two years, I think Aaron yep. Rodgers is going to be here. And then we'll see what happens going forward. Maybe Zach gets his chance again, which I, I think they'll do. Again, the coaching staff has said, hell or high water. They're going to, you know, see what he's, he's got. Oh, so maybe two more years, yep. we'll see what, what happens going forward with him. But I'm telling you, he's got it. He's got the physical ability. It's just the upstairs stuff. But now he really he's gets a the chance to rejuvenate himself, to rejuvenate his career, to turn things around with one of Ooh. the greatest, you know, ever, you know, standing in front of him. And literally, Aaron Rodgers already talked about. Listen, I'm gonna basically, I'm gonna teach this guy. You know, he talked about Zach Wilson saying, like you said as well, he's gonna make guys' life hell on the field. He said, I'm gonna make your life heaven off the field. He's gonna help him awesome. to learn the game yep. the way he should. So, yeah, yeah, yep. that's big. And really, listen. I would
2: like to uh, go, yeah, go ahead. I would like to. Uh, so you see how, like, Aaron's hanging out in New York and all these different places, which I think is awesome also as well. I would love to see him and Zach hanging out. Like, well, maybe important. they
1: do. I feel- huh? I- I'm thinking okay. that they do. I, I think that, uh, again, we've heard a lot of they- – they have a great rapport. They they Even before yeah. he was on the team, before Aaron was on the team, when we did joint practices, you could see them talking on the field and hanging out. I think, look, the thing about media as well, too, you got to keep in mind it's New York. If Zach Wilson is just hanging out, I could see the New York media painting that in a negative light. The guy struggled on the field. The guy, you know, trying to put things together. Now we see him hanging out at parties, blah, blah, blah. We've seen them do that to other people. So that is a factor where Zach is head down in the books, doing what he's got to do. If he is going out, he's staying very low key. You know, he's just going out there just trying to do his thing week in and week out. Look, he's he's done pretty darn good in OTAs as well. He's had some good days, and there's still people trying to jump on him. You know? Mm. So, so, yeah, I'm pretty sure they do hang out. I'm sure they talk a lot. But for me, I think Zach is very much about focusing, getting things together, trying to learn and figure out why the success isn't here yet. Because, again, he has the, dude, the arm strength, incredible. You see it. Look at the risk. Throw the ball eight. Yeah, 70, 80 yards down the field, no problem. Like he, he can do that. 60, 50, 60 yard bombs, no issues. But it's the mental stuff. When the defense starts to play those tricks, he just can't keep up, man. So, you know, yeah. I, I think they I bro. think they have a great rapport. Yeah, they're, they're, good. they're good. But I want to know something else, Willie. I want to know what your favorite free agent signing was from this current offseason, man, because we brought in some guys. What are your thoughts, man? Uh-huh. Who you, you like Alan Lazard, Cobb. Like, who was the guy that we signed? And you were like, okay, I'm ready to go.
2: And hey, people in my group will tell you, um, Actually, is Aaron Rodgers. Like, I didn't think he was coming. So, you know what I mean? So, like, I, I just kept – can actually, I'm not going to lie, I kept saying over and over, I was like, he's not coming. They're like, he's coming, he's coming. I'm like, no, he's not. He, he, he's taking too long. So, Aaron Rodgers being a Jet for me, because, like I said, it just brings a whole nother level of just, like, you know, confidence. Um, I mean, they mm-hmm. got us as Super Bowl contenders just because he's there. Like, you know what I mean? That's yeah. insane to me. Like, yeah. like, when was the last time we even heard something like that? Maybe two thousand nine, ten. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's Aaron yeah. Rodgers for me. And, and and then my my honorable mention is it hasn't happened yet, but I'm 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 praying it's happening when Q finally signs. Oh, you want to,
1: Oh, yeah. Getting Quentin Williams resigned is extremely important. Yeah, yeah. Guys get that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Get that. What do you what do you make oh. of that? Why do you think that this? Why do you think it's taken so long, man?
2: Um, I've noticed in that with JD ever since he's gotten there, he just, I don't know. He just likes to drag it out. I I don't know. I don't know what that's about. (laughs) Like, I I have no idea. Like, he just likes the suspense and the drama of it all. Like, we know he's Mm going to sign. It's just whenever, you know, but guys are restructuring. So, maybe Mm -hmm. that's what they're doing, the money right so that, on the books, so that, you know, when they re-sign him, we're good. So... Maybe
1: that's what yeah. – I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. okay. No, listen, I hear you. Look, I know that there's a lot of things. Again, Quentin hasn't been at any of the voluntary stuff. He told us he wouldn't do that uh, if the deal wasn't, wasn't, re- wasn't reached, right, and he has yet to do that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, there's been some things, some tweets that he's put out as well that, you know, were, uh, you know, just kind of trying to nudge the Jets to get things done. Uh, but I'll tell you what, man, and he's also removed yeah. the Jets from his social media at one point. Now, I don't know if they're back on his social media, but he definitely yeah. removed them. Uh, yeah, but, you know, look, I think J.D.'s going to get the job done eventually. Like yeah. you said as well, there's been some restructures, and I'm going to be covering a current restructure or a recent restructure that we had as well. Um, and we have quite a bit of money. I think we have over $24 million now in cap, so we'll see what happens going forward, but I think J.D.'s going to get it done eventually. Quentin Williams is a guy that clearly – the Jets covet, and he's a guy that is going to be one of the cornerstones of this football team for years to come. So we'll see what happens going forward with that situation. Now, Willie, we talked okay. about some guys that need to be resigned, some guys that are here, man. What were your thoughts about the recent draft, okay? Because let me tell you mm-hmm. something. I did a live draft show. I did a live draft show for mm-hmm. the first round, and people were not feeling Will McDonald. <laughs> they were not feeling Will McDonald in the first round, all right? I went across social media. I had people. In my ear immediately saying, "Joe, what in the world are the Jets doing? What's going on? Give me your thoughts about the recent Jets draft, and who was your favorite pick?" Um,
2: all right. So, you, uh, I mean, you, well, I can tell you my favorites. And um, so, so when I saw that, like I so said, we're we're Eagles Nest, They called it, and we're all looking at each other like, uh, who, w- what, why, where, when, how. So. I looked at his highlight films, and <laughs> now I see why we picked this guy. To me, I feel like he is an insurance policy in case Q doesn't sign, one, and okay. his athleticism is off the charts. This guy jumps over cars. Mm. Did you see that?
0: He yeah. jumps
2: over cars so for fun. Mm. <laughs> for fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I don't mean cars. I mean, like, SUVs. Yeah, it just runs and just jumps completely over it. I'm like, okay. okay, yeah. it's Joe Douglas. Yes. 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 So, Will McDowell is a two thumbs up for me, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Tippin, Wisconsin. I like his size. Um, yeah. Carter Warren. He is um, from Pittsburgh. He is a um, he's a nice size also. I'm just mad we didn't get the guy from Georgia that – Damn, Belichick.
1: Mm-hmm. That
2: guy, man. Yeah. Um, Listen, the other, a lot of people talking about back, Broderick. I, that's who we thought yeah. he was going to take. That's what I thought too, man. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so the guy's from um, Pittsburgh. Okay, the running back. All right, so, okay. Is he? So, yep. is Michael Carter on his way out? I mean, like, I don't know. Why do we mm-hmm. have this guy?
1: I don't know. Well, I, I, don't think, I don't think Carter's on his way out. I think that Izzy is a great addition to the backfield, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. talking about Brief Paul yeah. already, that he possibly is going to be ready for week one. We'll be talking about that tonight as well uh, with the callers. So, we'll mm-hmm. all the callers, we'll get to you all in a second. Um, mm-hmm. But his addition to the backfield, I think he's going to be great. He's a guy that can move. I'm talking about he's got some, some speed to him. He's a one-cut guy he could go you can catch coming out the backfield. Mm -hmm. Of course, he's going to have to work on some things, just like every rookie does. But he's He's really good. Like, I I really like the selection. But it doesn't mean that Carter's out of, you know, uh, out of the door at all. I think Michael Carter has a lot to offer. And I think this upcoming season, in this new offense, I think if Mm -hmm. Nathaniel Hackett utilizes him, like we all will – how I believe that he will utilize him – Michael Carter coming out the backfield on passing downs is going to be a nightmare. He's
2: going to be a nightmare.
1: He's going to be a nightmare. When you look if, at how Aaron Rodgers were able to work with, like, Aaron Jones and those guys when they were yeah. in Green Bay, Aaron Jones was running, was catching the football, and he was ghost. And Michael Carter can do the same. We saw him with Mike White. There was a game against the Bengals. We won that game simply because of Michael Carter and his ability to catch the football and get going. He was finding him in checkdowns, all that stuff, getting the ball out of his hands quick. So I think that Michael Carter is one of the guys. And again, I'm a big Michael Carter fan. I was in bash because of it. He did not have a great year this past year, but I think he rebounds this upcoming year in this offense with Aaron Rodgers throwing him in the football. And I think that Izzy is definitely going to get worked into that rotation because this is a system, you know, that has been known to utilize rotation, you know, rotation within the, the, the running back uh, situation. You also mm-hmm. got to remember, Brees Hall, even if he's back, he's still coming off an ACL injury, you know? So that – yeah, that, that you don't want to run that guy into the ground, you know what I'm saying? Again, he's coming nice. back. Everybody's saying he's – and he does look good. But you don't want to mm-hmm. run him too much coming fresh off that injury. But
2: go ahead and give me your thoughts on that, Willie.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, uh, on which one? The, um, on on, on uh, Brees or –
1: uh, just the running back situation and the rest of the draft. Oh,
2: all of them. I mean, like, I'm, I've always yeah. been, I've always loved running back by committee because, like, you're not, you're not, you're not putting too much on one guy. Like, you know what I mean? And everybody mm-hmm. gets, everybody gets their reps. Either, and then it also confuses the defense, too, especially, like you said, if you're throwing out the backfield, um, you know, with the flats and all that good stuff. So you just, you don't know. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, it confuses defense. So. I think I think we will be fine. Um Zare Barnes, that's the only one that I have not researched. I probably do that today. Um mm-hmm. I, I don't know anything about that guy. Um Okay. Uh Derek Derek Bernard Converse. He was awesome at O D I mean LSU. Um yeah. so that's a great pick. Now this is this one's a little close to home. Zach Cunt. Okay. So remember, I'm from Virginia. I am a avid Old Dominion Monarch football goer. Yeah. <laughs> so I've yep. seen this, <laughs> this guy every Saturday. I mean, he is like a monster six eight, like 230. Like, oh, my God, man. they got to utilize that guy. <laughs> he do yeah. everything. Yeah. Everything. Listen, I, I- – I like I yeah. like him being
1: brought in as well and again we have a lot of tight ends, but he's a guy I mm-hmm. think if the Jets could I don't know what they're gonna do. Maybe they try to stash him on the practice squad. If they can, boy, oh boy. He's oh gonna be something God. else. Because you can teach everything, but you can't teach size. Right? You can't, can't teach size. six seven. Yep. You can't. Can't do it. Can't do it. Nope. No matter what you do, you yep. can't teach a guy how to become, you know, his his measurables. You can't do it. You just can't do it. Yep. So I like that picture. Absolutely. Well. So, yeah. listen, Willie, we've had discussion. We've talked. I've really enjoyed speaking with you, you coming onto the show. Before I let you go, give my yes. audience, again, every way that they can contact you, in 757 club, every way that they can get involved with y'all, where you guys meet again, just everything, your mm-hmm. website. Give it all to them again, all your social media and all of that. So if they're in the area, okay. they can, you know, get down with what you're doing.
2: Yeah. And, yeah, especially if you're in the area, like, visiting, you know, for the weekend, please come check us out. So like I said, we have four locations, which is awesome. So, um, I mean, the best thing to do is just go on the seven five seven the numbers, uh, jets with an S, fans with an S, .com. Everything's pretty much up there. But um, for whatever reason, if this website is not working, just go to the Facebook page, 757 Jet Fans. And then and then, you know, go from there, send us you know, and I'm I'm willing to send me a message or you know, whatever. Like I said, we're trying to have all kinds of fun. We're going to games, um, we're watching games at the bars. Like I said, we got great giveaways. Um, I gave away an Aaron Rodgers jersey on draft night. So the first the first month I'm gonna give away an Aaron Rodgers jersey every Sunday. It's that that's that simple. Whatever whatever color we're wearing that week, that's the jersey you get uh October it'll be breast cancer awareness month so you get you get that kind yeah. of gear November is military gear Christmas you get an ugly sweater or a scarf and then mm. we'll do whatever on um third uh, on uh, in January so yes we have the best prizes hands down nobody nobody's seeing they can't even copy us like they can't <laughs> because yeah. they do not have my soul so yes yeah. Yeah. yeah all of that listen yeah.
1: Willie I yeah. want to thank you for coming on the show man It has been phenomenal Mm -hmm. speaking with you. You have yourself a good one, my friend.
2: All right. You too. And I can't wait to talk to you again.
1: Absolutely. You have a good one. Listen, that was Willie Williams of the 757 Virginia Fan Club, Jets Fan Club. They're doing phenomenal things, man. Get involved with them any way that you can. And I love having Willie on. He always brings the heat, man. Jets fan through and through. So now we're going to continue on, and we got quite a bit to talk about. Callers, hold on just a second. Steve, Rusty, other callers as well. New caller, i see you. Hold on. We're going to get to everybody, okay? We're going to get to everybody. Salutes to everybody in the chat as well. All savages, all right? You know, I'll see you, Dark Soldier. I'll see you, Jigaman, E-Man, and I'll see you all, all right? Now, the Jets have been making moves, okay? As we spoke about a little bit earlier, Jordan Whitehead has restructured his contract, okay? He's converted non-guaranteed base salary into a signing bonus, dropping his cap charge from $10.2 million to $4.9 million, all right? They also added four void years, okay, which means that a $3.3 million hit next year, you know, is going to happen when the deal voids. So going to add that so that literally brings the new york jets to a cap situation that is very good okay they now have over 24 million dollars in cap space now this opens the door okay everyone knows you know i get a little money in my hand and i like to spend (laughs) i like to spend i'm not gonna lie you know i like to spend especially when we're talking about some guy that could still be out there. Why not spend a little bit? A guy like, I don't know, DeAndre Hopkins, okay? That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying the Jets are going to do it. I'm just saying that there's been a lot of talk about DeAndre Hopkins, you know, looking for a new team. And some of the things that he wants, which is a quality defense, the Jets got it, you know, a a quarterback that could get him the football, the Jets got it, a team that could be in in the hunt to really make a splash in this league, and possibly win it all. The Jets could do that, you know? So maybe DeAndre Hopkins could be the apple of someone's eye, you know, that is sitting in a position to make decisions for the New York Jets. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I'm just saying that if I was a general manager, right, let's say if I was the Jets general manager, okay, DeAndre Hopkins would definitely be a guy I'd be interested in. Okay. But we'll see what happens. Again, the Jets have over twenty four million dollars in cap. There's a lot of things that we need to have, you know, done here. Again, Quentin Williams still not uh, you know, still doesn't have a contract extension in place. All right. So we'll see what happens going forward with that. I think that this money could also play into that too. Um, and there's also Aaron Rodgers is uh, still, you know, there's a lot of talk about his deal being reworked and him possibly giving the New York Jets money back. So he might give some money back and he, and according to a lot of the rumors that are swirling about his contract as well, it's going to really help the New York jets cap wise and put them in a situation to continue to build around him. So we're going to see what happens going forward with that too. But this again, Jordan Whitehead has restructured his contract. Good move by the jets. Um, Again, I like Jordan Whitehead a lot. I know there's a lot of Jets fans that wanted to get rid of him for whatever reason. Um, but I like this move. Now, OTA is also happening as well. We'll get to the callers in a second. 515 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. All right. We're going to get to everybody. Robert Sella sat down with Jets Media, okay, and OTAs and uh, had a little press conference. He spoke about Aaron Rodgers, you know, taking things slow again. Aaron Rodgers has been dealing with a calf injury. According to everybody, it's nothing too super serious, all right, they're just taking it slow. Again, he's a guy, you know, an older guy, uh, but the calf injury, you know, has kind of put things in a situation where, hey, you know, he's just taking it easy. But at the same time, he's not, you know, not there on the practice field. He's definitely there, and he's coaching guys, and he's helping guys, and he's putting things together, and he's looking around, you know, at situations, and when things aren't going well, believe me, Aaron Rodgers going to let you know, all right? And C.J. Uzama has talked about it, very mild-mannered guy, but he let them know, hey, look, we got to step it up in these areas. When things aren't going right on the field, he lets it be known, hey, you know, stop. He lets you know what you need to be doing, where you need to be going, what you should be seeing, and then, you know, they continue on and they run it again. And especially in the film room as well, there's been talks of him playing a big role in the film room, breaking things down and helping guys to understand this offense. Again, we run a lot of the same similar concepts with Nathaniel Hackett that we ran with mike lafleur but there's different verbiage uh there's a lot of different ticks to things so guys need to be a certain place again it is very tough to implement an offense and have you know solid major success in your first year generally it takes you a bit of time to really get things rolling but sitting here and doing things this way especially again nathaniel hackett and aaron Rodgers have that connection they literally put the offense together with each other um you know, helping guys to understand it quicker, especially when you have a player like Aaron Rodgers and other guys as well here on the field or here with the New York Jets that understand the system is really going to help players get up to speed, okay? So he's doing that. And he also talked about Aaron's ability pre-snap to recognize things and how much that's going to change the offense as well. And he talked about how, you know, Sellers spoke about how, you know, sometimes in the past, what they would do was they would just call something, go out there and run it. If it doesn't work, well, then just make something happen. And I think that he was kind of leading back to when Zach was running the offense. And we heard this, this was something that leaked out, uh, you know, about last season was that Michael Floyd would make a call. And if there wasn't something there, they would just say, Hey, Zach, just run, just find somewhere to run and just run. Right. Because Zach wasn't, quick mentally he was quick with his arm he could watch the football down the field for show all right we saw that but the mental part of the game he wasn't recognizing things well aaron Rodgers is completely different aaron Rodgers is a hall of famer first ballot easy he's going to come out there look diagnose what's going on and either run the play that was called or go hmm, the play that was called not really going to get the most out of it against this type of defense against this set all right let me change this up i'm going to audible I'm going to change my protections. I'm going to reroute some wide receivers. And then I'm going to throw a 50-yard bomb for a touchdown because I know it's going to be there because I know what kind of defense you're running. That type of, recon- uh, of, of understanding, the ability to recognize what a defense is doing pre-snap, changes things, okay? It makes things a lot different. It makes things a lot different. It does a world of difference because what that allows you to do is diagnose things and dial up what you need to do, right? That's why guys like Peyton Manning, were so successful in this league. Peyton Manning literally knew what you were doing. He knew what you ate for breakfast. He knew what you did last summer. (laughs) He knew everything. And that's why he was able to literally just destroy defenses the way that he did. Same thing with other guys. Tom Brady, we hated him for years. Tom Brady was very quick mentally. All the great quarterbacks understand how to divvy things up and diagnose pre-snap and adjust and destroy you. All right. So Sella talked about that. that ability and that being, you know, a big part of why the offense, you know, going forward is going to be successful under Aaron Rodgers. They also asked him about DeAndre Hopkins. Everyone knows, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is a guy that I like, and he kind of shied away from the question. Uh, they asked him about the Jets possibly adding Hopkins, and he just said, hey, they love their current wide receiver room." okay? Very smart, you know, don't want to get involved, don't want to get nothing crazy thrown out there. He knows how the media works. Uh, we'll see though. Again, there's no guarantees New York Jets go after Hopkins again. Um, you know, there's been a lot of things swirling about certain teams that he wants to go to, teams that he doesn't want to go to. But you know, that was a good move by Sulla. Also, there was an update about Brees Hall as well. He's looked really good rehabbing from the ACL tear. There was film of him, uh, video of him, excuse me, making some cuts, doing some drills and things, and he looked really good. Sulla did say, hey, they're you know they're cautioning. cautioning you know bringing him back too early let's not do too much too early again he's still healing up he's a young guy but man they said he's already hitting 22 miles per hour on the GPS so he's already moving right so it's gonna be really exciting there's a lot of rumors swirling talking about him possibly being ready for week one with the New York Jets this upcoming season so we'll see what happens going forward with Brees Hall but let me tell you that's a really good update that guy's phenomenal man that guy's a phenomenal running back uh, he also talked about Dwayne Brown as well. Listen, Dwayne Brown is always getting love from the coaching staff, particularly Sella. Talked about Dwayne Brown playing through the torn rotator cuff, um, and he also threw a comment out there. I don't know if he was trying to dump on Makai Beckton. A lot of Jets fans, in all due respect to all Jets fans, I love, I love every Jets fan. There's a lot of Jets fans out there that took this comment, what he said about Dwayne Brown. Sella said, Dwayne Brown doesn't believe he's entitled to anything. He has to earn everything. That's his mentality. And a lot of Jets fans immediately say oh, that was a dig at Makai Beckton. I don't know. I don't think it was a dig at Makai Beckton. I don't personally think that. Okay. What I think that what I think is is that he was just explaining how Dwayne Brown thinks about football. Okay. That's all. All right. But we'll be talking about that tonight. I just think, uh, you know, but again, Dwayne Brown is constantly being talked about as a guy that is definitely going to be competing for that left tackle spot. Uh, he's going to be in the fight. Um, and he's a guy, again, that the coaching staff loves, man. They love him. Sella loves him, loves him, has talked about him a lot. They also spoke about Garrett Wilson as well, having phenomenal OTAs, the same stuff we heard last season before he went off during the season and just let people, you know, <laughs> let people know what time it was. Cause that boy is the business offensive rookie of the year. All right. Um, Called him a juicy route runner. Now, I love Sulla. Okay, the juicy route runner. I don't know. I would just say, you know, he gets it done out there. All right, but that you know, Sulla called him a juicy route runner. Oh, you know, I don't know what that means. Bro. Um, he also talked about Mims as well. Everyone knows I love Denzel Mims. Okay, I think he has ability, just hasn't shown it yet. Right. He talked about Mims having a chance to compete and make the roster. Talked about his size. Talked about his length. And talked about his speed. Denzel Mims is a very interesting, uh, you know, player here with the New York Jets. Big question marks surrounding him. Can this guy get it together? Again, Denzel Mims is another guy that has all the physical ability in the world, right? That first year with Gaze here, Adam Gaze, oh, my goodness. I don't ever want to talk about that guy again. Whoa, he was so bad.
0: Oh,
1: my God. Adam Gaze. Adam Gaze. He's flushed. Oh, he's flushed. Oh, brother,
3: he stays... this guy stinks!
1: And flushed. Oh. Oh. Oh, my goodness, man. The Marriott of emotions when I have to think about Adam Gaze. But that first year under Gaze, Mims really – Looked good, man, right? But ever since then, going through the situation with Michael Floor, things just haven't worked, right? It hasn't been able to get on the field and get it done. Maybe Nathaniel Hackett is the right offensive coordinator to unlock the potential that Denzel Mims possesses, okay? Maybe he is. We'll see. We'll be talking about that. There's a lot of Jets fans that don't even think he's going to make the roster, okay? We'll see what happens going forward. But uh, Sully spoke about him as well you know, pretty positively says, hey, he has a chance to make it and uh, talked about, you know, everything that he brings physically to the field. So we'll see what happens going forward with Denzel Mims, but I'll tell you what, if Denzel Mims puts it together this year, boy, oh, boy, the Jets become uncoverable. Uncoverable. Nicole Hartman, Lazard, Garrett Wilson, then you got Denzel Mims going off, boy. You have a good day, all right? You have a good day. We'll be putting defenses on roller skates. All right, so we're going to get to the lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers, okay? loose to all the savages in the chat. If you guys got questions, ask them. I will be coming back to you as well. We do take uh, you know, questions from the chat. Keep in mind, I am one man, okay? I'm one man, all right? There's one of me. There's like a million of y'all, okay? So I will come to y'all. Uh, You know, but we got to get to these callers on this line as well because there's a lot of people going off going back and forth again 515-602-9639 number call in please subscribe to the channel if you have not already hit that thumbs up button share the uh, You know stream across your social media with your friends and your family, you know And get involved with your boy any way that you can if you like to give so the platform, the Super Chat's there. Cash App is at the bottom of the screen. Anything you give is greatly appreciated. All right. Now we get into these lines again. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We're taking all callers. First caller I'm going to, I got to get to my guy, Rusty. Steve, 732, will come to you in just a second. We're going to Rusty, man. All right. And we need to talk to Rusty. Rusty salutes before we get going with Rusty, though. We got to let everybody know. Rusty? He's a savage. <laughs> yes, so awesome. Man, rusty, rusty, rusty. Salutes. Good to talk to you. Listen, Jordan Whitehead restructures his contract. We get some money back, $24 million on the cap, man. What are your thoughts about this move by Joe Douglas and the Jets? Do you like it?
4: Hashtag McDonald's loving it. Can you hear me good? Am I clear? I just wanna make sure.
1: Yeah, you're good. You're good. I can hear you. You're clear.
4: Alright, good. I won't move and I'm gonna you know, I'm just gonna stand in place. It's good. I don't wanna walk out of reception, but heck yeah, I love that. And you know, like about Whitehead mm. it's it's not the same old Jeff's just in that thing. Like dudes are taking cuts, like he's restructuring uh Mosley restructures like a lot of key components at key spots everybody's restructuring yep. and I think too it's because you know Q like Q better be son. he is I'm just going to put it mm-hmm. I'll lose my mind man if he got like I'll, I'll literally lose it off of that which is funny like a couple years ago I was calling him baby Q but he hatched mm-hmm. you know He jumped out of that egg. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, me and us, me and you, Joe, me and you were breaking his chops. We were still waiting for it. As much as you know, he was good. You know, like that top six, five pick. He wasn't contributing, but good God Almighty! As soon as those braces got released, so did the beast. And yeah, when thing happened in Cleveland, when you know, like a lot of people like to give us grief and Griff heard it from a lot of. Mm Packer fans and then the other ones who now we're the darlings of the NFL that people don't understand how it was. Mm-hmm. They want to call Q out for yelling at quarterback – well, not quarterbacks, but like coaches and things to where they don't mm-hmm. realize that dude isn't like that and he literally stepped up in something, said it was something. Who knows what he was yelling about? He could have said this is that, you know. You know, it's in, we, you know, you've played football. I've played football. I've gotten into it mm-hmm. when coaches were just going back and forth to where it might look like we we're going to come to blows, but we're talk yelling, you know? that's yes. That's it. And uh, – yeah, No, listen. Well, to get look, back to Whitehead, I'm sorry. I got on. sidetracked. My bad. No.
1: No, yeah, listen, listen. I, I understand. You know, you're passionate, you love this team, but you know, look, I, I'm hoping that we get Quinn and Williams, you know, get this extension done. Again, we now have over twenty four million in cap space, which is a good good capital, a good amount, right? But nice chunk. Part of me part of me also starts to wonder if this is setting up a situation for the New York Jets to possibly acquire a big name player. OK, and I know that Sella kind of shied away from the question and just said, hey, you know, when they asked about DeAndre Hopkins, say, hey, you know, I love our wide receiver room. They also said, hey, you know, you also spoke with Odell Beckham. Say, yeah, you know, we did. But we love our current wide receiver room. I want to get your thoughts on this, Rusty. What are your thoughts about the New York Jets taking this twenty four million dollars? Right. And not spending it all to grab DeAndre, but using a portion of it to get Hopkins in the building and make him a New York Jet. What are your thoughts about that? Is that something you'd want to see? You, you played Monopoly before, right? Just, Just ask. <laughs> not being a jerk. Just ask. Yes. <laughs> yes, I, have. I, yeah,
4: have. I not, have. I have. Yeah, do not pass go and do not collect $500. No, not for me. Mm. But
0: mm. what
4: I would do okay. is on the, on the Tennessee side, on the flip side, on the safety, mm. I'd go for Bird's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you got to keep Q. I Yo, I'm just mm-hmm. saying, imagine if we had Bird.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Dude. And Tennessee just let him go. We have, I don't know, it's a long shot, but we have the Tennessee's offensive lineman. The guy knows how we, I don't know, if you're hungry and you want to feast, I I, mm-hmm. I would love for that kid to come here. And... Mm-hmm. But you know on the Hopkins thing? No, that's a hard pass on me. Um okay. I'm good. Do I want to go to Buffalo? No, <laughs> no way. I'd want to go to the mm-hmm. NFC or go back to Houston. But um yeah. as far I think we're I think it would be too many chefs in the kitchen honestly, fam. Like, you know what I mean? Okay. Like you have Hopkins, you know? That's that's what I'm I'm seeing it if we do cuz and then the price like I don't, I, I think we are interested in OBJ. Yes, of course, but at the Ravens' price, I don't think so. But
1: I could be wrong. Yeah, but, I don't know. Yeah, and, and I hear you. I hear you. You know, I, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I understand the financial impact that could come with getting Hopkins. But I'll tell you what, right? Like you just said, and I was going to bring up, we did go after OBJ, and of course, we didn't want to pay him as much as the Ravens gave him, which was, you know, uh, quite a bit, right? But Hopkins right now is a guy that's looking around the league and the teams didn't want to trade for him, so Cardinals ended up cutting him, right? Then you look around, he's still, to this point, I don't believe he signed to this point, right? Again, maybe we're doing this live. He could sign right this second, I don't know. But to my knowledge, right, he hasn't signed anywhere yet. Maybe he's a guy that would come in for close to what we, or at what we were offering OBJ before he ditched and decided to to go to the Ravens, right, before he ditched us out, so maybe that's something that could work for the New York Jets, especially when you look at the situation, Corey Davis is still here, right? If you move on from him, that gives I, you even more cap. I'm just saying. Well, I'm, I'm, with, you I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. You know, I'm
4: no fan of Corey yeah. fam. No, no, no I I'm, I'm with you saying. on that. Like the only mm-hmm. thing that I think that would hold that back, like yeah, let Corey go. That's that for you mm-hmm. five, right? Something around there. But it stinks to say the flip side of it, and and you know it's ba- Like I can't stand Corey, but mm-hmm. the one thing the kid can, the guy can do is he could block. And the one thing that mm-hmm. hops doesn't do is block. Mm-hmm. And part of our system is huge in blocking. So like yeah. I, I it, and then but like say you did say we do get Hop right. So now mm-hmm. you'd have to get rid of Corey Davis. You can't keep Corey. You can't because that's a, that's a 10 million dollar hole. So
0: then mm-hmm.
4: But that but now he's not blocking. So like on third and short, that doesn't People that are going to know that, that we're going to run not, you know,
1: you know what I mean? So it, I don't know. Yeah, but that, like listen, you can't deny you hop, can, but you can't deny this is what I'm the saying. And again, DeAndre Hopkins is not the same guy he was when he was 23, right? But he's still damn good. Thousand, thousand. Right? He's still yeah. a very Yeah, his hands wire. are no he's joke. Asleep. And I understand the talk. And, again, I'm just you know being devil's advocate here. I understand the talk yep. about him not being the greatest block in the world. But, my God, is he a receiving threat? Yes. Aaron Rodgers for oh, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins sounds like a touchdown every single time. And in a league that is driven by offense, you've got to put up points. you got to. Um, We've I'm with been starved you. here offensively for years. So I look at it like, hey, if you can grab him for a price that, you know, would come close to what you were offering OBJ. There's a reason why they were looking at OBJ, right? There's a reason uh, yes, why they to offer him. Okay? Like, I, so, I'm just saying. Serious here. And, again, look, I'm Garrett just saying Wilson's phenomenal. But think about how much more deadly Garrett Wilson becomes when you add DeAndre Hopkins.
0: (laughs) Oh,
4: a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. But like, uh, the only thing that I'm saying is that Corey ain't going to be here. I'm cool with that. But Mm -hmm. we're gonna lack the the blocking on like the third and like you know we're gonna lose that that cloak, if you will. You know, it's like, are they going to run or are they going to pass? If you see Hop there. You know what, screw it. You know, like, because then we have the tight ends. Like, I, I'm, you know, I'm I, I would like it, but, that. dude, I'm a Mims dude, too, because, you know, I, th- yo, I okay. think he's going to emerge. But, yeah. you know, get rid of Corey. Like, if, if we could do that, and, mm-hmm. you know, of course I would take Hop, you know, because mm-hmm. the dude's excellent route running and he does not drop passes. Doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. He's got – Dude, he's got banana finger things like how – like when I saw bus Rhymes and I gave him a high five when I was a kid. I was like, what the hell, you know? Like it was like immense, and that's how he <laughs> had it. He has the same thing. Like, it's true, dude. Yeah. Like they're humongous. Yeah. He just snatches yeah. the ball, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. It, and that's – I don't know. I, I, yeah. I would rather – yeah. But I'm just saying to everybody, like hop doesn't block. So we'd have to have, like, but to have him instead of Corey, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then is that going to mess with Wilson also? Because, as you said, he's not, you know, the Hopkins of, you know, 23 and such. So would he be your mm-hmm. third with that? You know, what, what would you view? What Listen. do you think
1: he would be in this that would, like, what, what position? Wide Wide receiver. You could, you, could make, you could make whatever happen. You could move Garrett Wilson around, right? You could have a oh, guard yeah. outside yeah. with Hopkins outside, move Garrett Wilson around. That would be a matchup nightmare. There would be nobody. People oh, yeah. can't cover Garrett Wilson on the outside, you know? But Guys I just mean like around. wide receiver just as every type of play
4: type of dude. Yeah, That's just what like I whatever.
1: Any, anything within the set, guys would be moving around. It'd be uncomfortable. You can't stop that. And I'm telling you, it would make Garrett Wilson, and he's already great. Garrett Wilson is a great player already. He's already a great wide receiver. Offensive rookie of the year shadowed, uh, shattered excuse me. offensive records here with the Jets as far as uh, the single season rookie record. He put that to bed, and I think Keyshawn Johnson had that. Well, you add DeAndre Hopkins. That is it's true until you see my other boy from – It everything on fire. Big explosion. You're Marvin Jackson Harrison Jr., who I hope we get. But... I'm telling you. And, then, and, then, DeAndre, and right. then you got Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. You got Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to him. So you know it's going to get there. You know it's going to be accurate because he's going to get the ball to those guys. I'm just I'm just saying, man. Salutes, listen, to all, of, all the – No, I I'll a Salutes. But uh, I'm telling you, it's, it's going off. But before I let you go, Rusty, give me your thoughts, man, about – all the positivity that we're hearing about Brees Hall, man. There's a lot of talk about him recovering from the ACL. They're not trying to rush him back. But, man, he's making cuts out there. How are you feeling about everyone talking about him possibly being on the field week one for the New York Jets? What are your thoughts on it, man?
4: I love and hate it at the same time. I'm loving that he's hitting 22. You know, keep that, you know, do that. But I don't want him back until after our bye. You know what I mean? Like that's a Wow I, I'm no athlete. Well just just to let it you know, let it simmer, let it burn a little bit and you know, let let the season take on him a little bit before he actually starts. You know, that's a freaking yeah, I almost I almost slipped. <laughs> yeah, that's a be careful. Huge freaking myself. injury. I'm you know? Like that's um mm-hmm. that's some A P injury type of things. And the Vikings they didn't go to the Super Bowl when they brought AP back that first week. So we have Abracadabra, who we just got who, you know, I know who he is, but I just call it Abracadabra. He's like the magic man. Yeah, now you see me, easy. now you don't. So <laughs> so I'm going to keep it. And and then, you, you know, you have Bam. And,
0: mm-hmm.
4: oh, my goodness. I can't, I'm so happy we got rid of Ty. I forgot about our third. Who's our third running back? Besides, uh, Michael, you know, Brees is our first, but. Well,
1: Again,
4: oh, we got shoot. Bruce, Michael there Carter damn night. Yeah. Uh, oh you know, my god. We got guys. Yeah. I no, I am I am so sorry that I forgot Michael Carter. Dude, <laughs> that, that, that's how crazy a running back game is though. Like yeah. that's insane. That's a that's never like that's incredible. So, let let those guys feast because you have that. We know what Bam is. He can bust through. You know, like we're going to see what Abracadabra can do. We know that you know carter catch out of the backfield and it's slippery as heck and you know he might not get it but he you know he could bang and he'll survive so my thing is don't bring beast the beast breeze back until week 6 you know like
0: yeah just okay.
4: keep it easy smoke them you know like keep it like mm. a like a you know like a good like a good offset smoker you know like you do at ribs just just low and slow yeah. and just let it smoke and they'll come out good Okay. You know, it's
1: good. Listen, I, I, I hear you. Me. I hear you. I don't want him. I don't want him. Again, and fellows who talked about it during OTAs, they're being very careful, right? They're not trying to bring him back too early. Don't want to rush him through this situation. But let me tell you something. If he's ready week one, if he truly is ready and that knee is good, That's... I'm putting him out there. I'm going to put him out there. Yeah. For sure. But I mean, I, I, but then look know, at guy. look at our four headed monster. It's incredible, Joe. Mm-hmm. That's nutty, brother. Yeah. Like, and, and oh my god, Sam. That's, fam. that's, that's too, crazy. Though, what we have. It is, and you know, and that's the beautiful thing about it too is that again, you can you can give him touches, but you don't have to run him into the ground. You know. Now yep. later on in the season, once he feels stronger again, and I'm pretty sure he feels good now, but once the season really gets going and he really gets. You know that wind rolling, and he feels a bit stronger. The season going on, that's when you can really load him up with carries. Before that, you can give him that's the ball. A- he can start go early, but then we again we can work in Michael Carter. We can work in Izzy Bam as well. You know, depending on how many they keep active, and then later on in the season is where you really bring the grind on with Brees Hall, and you really start to load him up a bit more carries when he's feeling himself and getting back. You know, into his into his into his mode. So. I, I, I oh heck yeah! Saying, no, no,
3: I I,
4: I feel you on, on man, that, but the, the go reason on. why. Go
1: ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm mm-hmm. sorry.
4: Wait, what? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no! Okay. Like... Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the reason why I was saying week six was just because, like you were saying, because we get so comfortable with how he is. Dude, he's like he's like a Rolls Royce engine in I don't know, like a spaceship type of thing, like. The dude is freaking mm-hmm. crazy, so we can't just get yeah. used to that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because we will, because why wouldn't you, you know, as we're playing? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, feed Brees, feed Brees, and now all of a sudden that's mm-hmm. a lot still on there. So I just yeah. say, you know, keep them on practice till week six. Let the other dudes run the cycle. Let it happen, mm-hmm. and, you know, we're in good hands with Rodgers. We're in great hands with our defense. And Mm -hmm. you know, just let the let the dominoes fall where they lay, and then let the chips happen. You know, and then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, like imagine the rest of. it. All right, so we get through the gauntlet. You know, we go four and two within the first six weeks, or better. You know, five and one, or even you know, three and three, whatever. You know, people get now we get Brees back. Imagine that lift. You know what I mean? Instead of starting him from the. First, that's what I'm saying. And then, two, let him get his feet under him, you know, that type yeah. of deal. No, listen. I, re- I, dude, I, I feel you. you and respect
1: your decision a thousand percent. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. No, listen, I hear you. Listen, Rusty, I got to slide off. We got other callers. Tim is on the line. We're going to come to him second. Uh, Steve is on there. There's a lot of callers, man. I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good night, my friend.
4: Thank you, too, fam. Love you. Let's go, Jets. Salutes
1: you and fellow Savages. Let's go, Jets. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) We're going to keep rolling with these callers. Again, Tim, we'll come to you next. New callers, hold on. Steve, salutes. I'll be coming to you as well. We'll see you. All right, we got people to talk to tonight. There's been also a lot of other things going on as well. All right, the Jets also signed former Patriots offensive tackle Yodney Katz. Cajesti, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Uh, We also released Eric Smith. Um, We also, uh, the New York Jets also brought in Cameron Clark uh, to their player development department. For those of you that don't remember Cameron Clark, fourth-round pick, um, he suffered a neck injury. Uh, You know, he's an offensive lineman, so they were able to, uh, to, you know, bring him in as a player development. He did retire in 2020 because of that neck injury as well. That sucked, man. I remember... You know, really looking forward to seeing that guy become an integral part of our offensive line. But because of that neck injury in 2020, he had to retire. So he's now part of the New York Jets player development. That's big, man. You know, that that changing that culture of once a Jet, always a Jet, bringing guys back to be a part of the family, to continue to be a part of the family and continue to be a part of the organization. I want to see more of that, honestly. I remember talking about wanting to see Chad Pennington to become our quarterback coach you know, having Lavernius Coles or Santana Santana Moss or any of these guys that have interest in coaching positions come back and be part of the staff along the New York Jets, be assistant coaches, you know, positional coaches, come in and help, you know. Also, Brandon Eccles as well, New York Jet. he gets a one-game suspension for violation of the personal policy. He was involved in an accident where he was speeding um, the guy that – uh. The person that he hit actually had to end up getting surgery as well. So, uh, you know, he was able to settle, and uh, he's been suspended. He's going to be suspended uh, for one game. Also, there was talks about, uh, you know, during that Flight 23 as well, there's recent uh, episode that was put out, went inside the Jets boardroom, inside the Jets draft boardroom. And there's a lot of things that came out from that, okay? One of them was that how the New York Jets, you know, kind of profiled their players and who they were looking at. According, you know, to the footage, Joe Douglas was asked, you know, as the pick was coming up, you know, who how he how he what tier he had the players in, you know, how he had them listed. And he said Will McDonald, number one, Mayer, number two, Mayer, I believe, was a tight end, uh, number two, and then he had Broderick Jones, number three. He also, okay, Joe Douglas, what a genius. Joe Douglas also predicted that the New England Patriots would trade out of that pick. He predicted it and it happened, okay? We missed out on Broderick Jones because of that, but again, in Joe Douglas's mind, Will McDonald was the guy that was number 1 for him. Now my question starts to become and, you know, give me a second to ponder here. I'm wondering if Broderick Jones was still on the board during the new york jets pick right if he was still on the board because we all know in the draft rooms it's a collaborative effort they talk they start to debate you know who they would pick why i'm wondering if the new york jets would have taken broderick jones over mcdonald even though mcdonald was the number one guy for joe douglas on his list right the fact that broderick jones is top three in in that conversation would they have taken broderick jones because of the need at tackle okay okay Would they have taken him? That's the big question for me. And if they would have taken Broderick Jones, you know, what would have happened from that? Okay. Now, if we're talking that Will McDonald, right, is number one, then doesn't that, if they pass on Broderick Jones, because Will McDonald is number one, then what does that say about your faith in the offensive tackle position? Says it's pretty high, right? Right? At least that's what it would mean to me, that the tackle position is pretty high. You know, your feeling is pretty high about the tackle position. And if that's true, that means you have faith in Makai Beckton. That also means you think Dwayne Brown is going to be able to succeed. But mainly, if you have faith in Makai Beckton, then why pass on giving him the fifth-year option? Hmm. It's interesting. Just interesting. I'm just pondering whether to will be asking about that tonight. All right? There's a lot of things moving and shaking with the New York Jets. So we're going to get back to these lines again. 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I am taking all callers. Next, I'm going to go to my guy, Tim. I'm coming directly to Tim. Callers, other callers, hold on, Steve, everybody else, hold on. Salute to you, Tim. I want to thank you for calling in. for those of you that do not know Tim, he's a
0: savage. <laughs>
2: What's Absolutely.
1: happening? What's going on, man? I cannot wait to talk to you. We go back and forth. There's been a lot of discussions tonight. I want to get your yeah. thoughts about Jordan Whitehead's contract restructure, man. The Jets now have over twenty four million dollars in cap. Could you see the New York Jets targeting a big player or making a big move with the cap that they have left? What do you think that this what do you think is going to happen with this access in cap? All
5: right. Well, can you hear me? All right. First of all,
1: yeah, I can hear you good. I can hear you good.
5: Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it really wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to free up all this cap space if you weren't looking for somebody right now. Um, mm-hmm. I would have to think that they are, and mm-hmm. I don't. I don't necessarily think that's the motivation behind a lot of these players restructuring. I, I, I truly believe that with the addition of Aaron Rodgers a lot of these players are like we have a real chance here you know let's restructure and stay here you know we have a, we, they have good cohesion together especially on the defensive uh, side of the ball so i think that's part of it um mm-hmm. i mean are, are you alluding to
1: DeAndre Hopkins or you know uh, just to you anybody know, I mean, or? Tim, you know me tim you know me okay i'm a rabble-rouser i like to start stuff okay <laughs> I enjoy yeah. causing issues and problems. That's what I do, all right? That's my a yep. party, okay? I like I I'm like just it. saying that, you know, Then I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying that DeAndre Hopkins with the New York Jets would make us, like, uncoverable, dude. There'd be nobody that could yeah. stop us, okay? Like, seriously, how do you stop Alan Lazard, uh, Alan Lazard, DeAndre Hopkins, Garrett Wilson, Nicole Hartman, and maybe just maybe an unlocked, cracked Denzel Mims. How do you stop that? Because in my mind, I would think that Corey Davis will be gone. Okay, you probably cut him. Okay, mm-hmm. how do you stop that? How you can? And not only just those names that I mentioned. You got Aaron Rodgers throwing them the football. Like, come on, come talk to me, Tim. Talk to me. you can't.
5: You wouldn't be able to stop that. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. assuming that, assuming that, um, you know, he came aboard and he understood the offense and there was no issues in the locker room and he got along well with everybody and there was was no diva things going on. Then yeah, in a perfect world, I mean, adding him to this roster, there's no way that that could be a bad thing at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, you know, I wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't be against it at all. Uh, now, if if the primary reason for restructuring a lot of these contracts was specifically to target DeAndre Hopkins without a greater overall plan with that saved money, that w- I, I feel like that would be somewhat disappointing because they did free up. So I have to imagine there's, there's an additional plans in place for that additional freed up money because, Hopkins wouldn't make that much of a cap hit if they brought him on because he was looking at what is he looking at fifteen a year or something
1: like that. Maybe something like that, yeah.
5: So there's a dish. I mean, they freed up a lot more cap space than what they would need for him, right? I mean, so I'm wondering who else they might be targeting. Have you heard of any? I, I feel like at this point they've really beat beat the hedges and gotten a lot of the really good available free players uh, out there to bolster up like the offensive line, uh, you know, get some additional edge in the draft. I just feel like they've done such a fantastic job. It's hard for me to 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 think that adding DeAndre would really disrupt much of the momentum that they already have going on. I,
1: I don't know if that really answers your question, but yeah, that's all I got. Well, I, listen, uh, there's a lot that they can do. And, again, like you said as well, We'll see what happens going forward with DeAndre Hopkins. He is a free agent. He's shopping himself. I'm just saying that the New York Jets, you know, I'm not putting it away. I'm not. I think that would be very interesting. Like you said, with the $24 million, we have quite a bit left. And I think some of that can go to making sure that Q gets re-signed, right, making sure that right. me, his extension gets done. Right, that that would be right. big as well going forward. Again, a lot of this cap as well kind of rolls over and I think people are also being short sighted because you also get a bump up in the cap this next uh after this year. You know, we definitely get a bump up in the cap too because of T V deals and all that stuff. So you'll have even more cap space. So there's a lot of things we're <clears throat> shaking. And also keep in mind Aaron Rodgers, there's talks about him giving money back when then you are just giving money away because he made more than enough in his upcoming contract restructure to help the New York Jets even further. So we'll see what happens. But the Jets can also need yeah. to address the uh, outside linebacker position. Quan Alexander, from what I know right now as well, hasn't signed any anywhere yet. Uh, he might He's still out there, so he might be a guy that Jets could be interested in bringing back to. So there's still some position they can address. I'll tell you what, and DeAndre Hopkins is something else. But I want to get your thoughts on this, Tim. A lot of things moving and shaking. A lot of things happening. In the recent Flight 23 episode, right, It gave Mm -hmm. an inside look to the New York Jets boardroom during the draft, okay? And we saw Mm -hmm. how they were talking about players. And Joe Douglas was asked, um, you know, before the Jets made their pick, how he ranked, you know, what were his top three players by a a person that was in the room. And at the time, he said McDonald was one. He said Mayer was two. I believe it was Mayer, the tight end, was two. And three – was Broderick Jones, right? right? So I want to get your thoughts on this, right? Because we all talked about how the Jets got screwed over because the Patriots traded out, and what was crazy, Joe Douglas predicted that before it even happened. He said, yeah, the Patriots are going to trade out. We're going to, you know, that, that's going to happen. So I want to get your thoughts on this. What are your thoughts about... The idea swirling around that the Jets didn't get screwed because they weren't even targeting Broderick Jones in the first place. What are your thoughts about that narrative swirling around? Do you believe that to be true?
5: Um, I'm, I'm not sure I understand your question. So you're saying that because you're saying that Joe Douglas ranked Will McDonald above Broderick Jones initially, yes. anyway. So yes, why so? Why wouldn't that have been his? first choice no matter what
1: here here's my thoughts on this it's great that that you asked that question right we know that generally right you got to have scenarios all over the place okay and mm-hmm. they talked about it. you got to have a backup scenario for the scenario so when you look at it right if you've got three guys generally they'll have three guys that they they think hey if our pick comes up and this guy isn't here, this guy, we'll go with that guy. So you've got three guys. We've also seen boardrooms where they have discussions when the pick is happening about who they look. I look at it like this. you got three guys. Will McDonald may be the number one, Mayor may be the two, and three is Broderick Jones, but the fact that he's in the conversation, how do you pass up on Broderick Jones if there's a need at tackle? Right? And if you're willing to pass up on Broderick Jones... And if Will McDonald is truly your number one and you want to pass up on Broderick Jones, then that means you have faith in your offensive tackle spot, right? Wouldn't you say that that's what that means, Tim? That you have yeah, faith in I the guys. That you got. That sound logic. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So if you have faith in the guys that you have, that means you have faith in Dwayne Brown, right? To stand up, go forward. But that also means you have faith in Makai Beckett. Yep. That also. N-A-B-C. Right? Okay. Yeah. Now, Okay, yeah. now follow me. That means you have faith in Makai Beckton. Now, if you have faith in Makai Beckton, why didn't you give him his fifth-year option? Why would uh, you uh, heard you, 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 I, I, I heard
5: you? I heard you explain you, that. No, I heard you explain that earlier, and I no, think I yeah. think that's a fantastic. I think that's a fantastic point. I really do, because I had not thought just, about I'll that just, previous to you saying it. Um,
1: I, I'm just, I'm and, just and, asking, and this goes, I'm just, I'm just back, wondering. Tim, Joe, go ahead, give me your thoughts. Joe, this
5: goes back to conversations we've had over multiple phone calls about McKay Becton and how yeah, it's just this tug of war with the versus, you know, the media the negative media headlines versus what some some Jets fans feel versus what some other real Jets, you know, I, I'm not saying either side aren't real fans because they are. It's just truly a polarizing topic. Like a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. some like him, some don't. Um The media hasn't helped us at all in terms of predicting, like how the jets actually feel about him, because it's just been so mm-hmm. back and forth, back and forth, up and down. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like going before McKay made those, made those tweets. uh I guess it was a couple of weeks ago now where he's like, I'm a left tackle and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And yes. Salah said, yes. E-, and Salah said, earn it. Leading up to that tweet, I felt like everything was really on a high positive note. I just felt like the vibes were good. You know, Makai was there. There was no ruffling of feathers. Everybody kind of was happy and expecting that Makai was going to enter the season healthy and we'd finally get to have a look at him. And then all of a sudden you get this tweet, and then that kind of disrupts things. And it's like, you know, maybe it's an attitude problem. Maybe it's a... Um, Maybe it's an attitude problem. Maybe they just can't get a, mm-hmm. like behind closed doors. You know, on a professional level, maybe they they can function, but maybe there's just simply like an, a like a personal issue with with him, because he did also come out, and and you got to consider this too, Joe, when you when you're thinking about why they didn't take his fifth year option, he did come yeah. out and publicly blame them for essentially medical malpractice.
1: That's true. And, go ahead. you know, go
5: and, and, and they may it. have, they, and the Jets, you know, I don't know, I, look, I would be devastated if anything like that actually happened at the Jets facilities. Because that would go against everything that we've heard are their core values for the past, you know, mm-hmm. 25 years. You know, they're not going to mm-hmm. force a player uh, into a position where he could potentially get a, a, you know, a career-altering injury. And that's essentially what Mackay has uh, alleged. So
0: mm-hmm.
5: it's, 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 pro- it's possible that that conversation happened multiple times behind closed doors before we ever heard about that. And it's poss- also possible that that, you know, accusation could date back 12 to 18 months. So what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say is kind of long story longer is from a corporate mm-hmm. organizational perspective, they may view that as a liability and simply have decided mm-hmm. not to pick up the fifth-year fifth option as a result just in case something comes, comes up down the line litigation-wise. Um, mm-hmm. that, could, that could potentially play into it, corporate risk management, mm-hmm. uh, be, mm-hmm. because quite frankly, otherwise, I don't know what the logic is behind
1: not taking the fifth year. And that is what I'm talking about, Tim. I'm wondering myself, right? Because look at the situation that we're in with Quinn and Williams. I remember a time, and I know Jets fans, and look, I love all Jets fans. Everyone knows that, okay? I'm a Jets fan myself. Mm-hmm. I'm just a regular person. But I know that you remember a time as well where there, were, there was a huge, huge volume of Jets fans that wanted to get rid of Quentin Williams. I remember a time when Jets fans were saying, don't give him the fifth-year option either. Trade him now. Trade him for a third-round pick. I remember there were Jets fans saying we should trade him for a fourth-round pick. I remember it like it was yesterday. If we had not picked up that man's option, we would be screwed. We would be screwed. Because, boy, oh, boy, look at the season he just had. And that, again, leading to what I was just talking about, if Makai Beckton comes out this year and plays like the Makai Beckton that I think he will be, right, and a lot of other Jets fans think he will be because he's fully healthy and ready to go, He's going to be one of the top tackles in all of the NFL, whether it be left or right. I think he wins to left tackle position, so let's just go left tackle. If he plays like one of the top left tackles, like he was in his rookie year, good luck, because you're going to have to franchise. Oh my god, dude! Which means you're. Oh my god.
5: <laughs> I was. Yeah, I, it's so funny that we got on this topic. Go ahead. Go it, ahead. It seems uh, like go ahead. like seems, seems, seems like we always come around to this, but I was just watching highlights. For Makai Becton's reps against, I think this was in 2021, and it was like yeah. Bradley Chubb. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I don't know. Basically, you. Oh, oh it was Nick Bosa.
1: Bosa. No, I'm sorry. Yep.
5: Bosa, Bradley Chubb, mm-hmm. and a, a mm-hmm. uh, Melvin Ingram, um, mm-hmm. and a bunch of other just stud pass rushers. And he was, mm-hmm. I mean, not only did he look like he dwarfed them, I mean, he just, mm-hmm. he just was gigantic and he, he just mm-hmm. pushed them over like they were nothing. Like it was so impressive. Yeah. And I, uh, I just, I can't, I just, I really just want him to be on the field for 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 17 mm-hmm. games and just be yeah. there and be, be a wall for us. I mean, we really need it. We've needed it for years Uh you know, really since I guess who? I mean Br- the Brickershaw? Yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean that's the last you know, that's the last guy that's, that's the really last, been that's there the for last we had. That's a fact. Yeah, for like a decade, you know, so I, I just want him to be there and, and it's really odd that uh they didn't pick up the option and to your point mm-hmm. why why not focus on Broderick Jones in the draft if there's mm-hmm any question at all. And I'm not even saying I'm even saying this. If you have your starters pretty much figured out and you might even have Mm -hmm. plus one on a couple of those different starting positions, I'm even saying Mm -hmm. if you're in that position, you still want to get another tackle. So, yeah. so it is, so it is odd that they didn't add the tackle because we are so deep on the pass rush right now. Um, Mm -hmm. with with guys that are set to make, you know, have breakout seasons this year. So,
1: Mm-hmm.
5: I don't know. I don't know. What do you I mean, have you have you been able to like I just, bounce it around in your head and figure out any logical reason why they might do that?
1: Look, I, I like I said, and again, Broderick Jones was off the table when the New York Jets were up for their pick, okay? But just Bro. seeing that they ranked McDonald and Mayer, who's a tight end, over Broderick Jones, it just kind of made me wonder. And I'm just pondering, okay? I'm just pondering, I'm just thinking like You rank those two guys over a tackle, over a tackle, and you know what's what's going on here. And then if Broderick Jones was on the table, would you still have passed on Broderick Jones and took McDonald or even Mayer, who's a tight end, over a tackle? I just started to wonder. And what I was going back and forth with, and like you said as well, it's crazy that you said that, Tim, because everybody else that I talked to about it was like, I didn't even think about it like that. You know, and I'm a rabble rouser, so I call some issues. mm -hmm. But I'm just wondering like he was number one on your board over a tackle. Like I well see I'm just, Joe. This you know, is this I'm is just...
5: a job of a good Jets fan, right? Is that And I'm not talking about like, You know, I'm not talking about just like reading the the hot the hot take and whatever the hot headline is that week. It's it's about it's about finding the the chinks in the armor of the organization and trying to figure out you know, where could we have been more efficient with our money use? Where could we, you know, with, yeah. dad, with the, you know, that's the, to me, that's the fun part of fandom is just being yeah. like this as if anybody cares about my opinion, but at least, yeah. you know, it's just so, fu- it's so fun to, to, because every now and again, Joe, you have all these geniuses and Joe Douglas and all these amazing people on the staff at the jets. And every now and again, you do come up with a head scratcher that makes you really wonder. Mm-hmm. And you know, in those positions, like we are now with this question, I have to assume that they know something we don't. Simple as that. Maybe it's medical yeah. about his, his knees or yeah. something like that, or, you know, just, they just, they just lack, they lack the faith somehow. But, how, but, mm. why do they, but to your point, they don't lack the faith. So which one is it? They're, they're, yeah. they're kind of yeah. talking out both sides of their mouth a little bit.
1: Because if he's third, and, again, I, you know, I, I, I want to ask you another question after this, but if he's third, then you got to have some type of faith. That's your top three, right? Yeah, that's your top three. So if the board had failed, and again, if, if the Bears wouldn't have taken right, is the, the Bears taken right is what I think really screwed the Jets. That really screwed them, okay? Because then it was like all that was left was Broderick. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's it, dog. Like, there,
2: there's no, yeah.
1: you know, there was no veil to pull, you know, because then you could say, okay, well, you know, maybe we'll take right, you know, then – Teams would start to think like that, but from the, everybody, pretty much knew. Oh yeah, you know. But I just, I don't know. It just made me think, and I felt like a lot of people, or at least the people I expressed that to, and I was going back and forth a lot. They weren't thinking about that at all, you know. But that's just me. I'm yeah. a rival rouser. I want to get your. Well, I've, I've been thinking a
5: lot about Makai Beckton, just not necessarily mm-hmm. uh, that that specific question, but that that's an interesting question. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that you thought of.
1: Yeah. Give me your thoughts about the positivity surrounding Brees Hall, man. There's a lot of people discussing that he might be ready for week one. Sulla's not trying to rush him out there, right, again, or rush him, rush him back or do things too quickly. They're still very cognizant that he's dealing and, and healing up from the injury, but he's looking good. Give me your thought about the positivity, the positivity surrounding him and how he could end up possibly you know, being out there for week one with the New York Jets. Well,
5: you know, from a general perspective, Joe, I'm going to say this. I, I love Brees Hall. Uh, I wish I wish nothing but the best. I hope he's out there on day one, you know, 100 and and ready to fly. Um, but I learned at a very young age, uh, you know, and, and I'll make an analogy here to Christmas time. Uh, I would always get so out of control excited when it was about a month out of Christmas. Right. So then, Mm -hmm. then uh, Mm -hmm. I'd be, I'd be annoying my parents every single day and they'd be like, "Look, you know, they'd have to basically, you know, kind of beat it into you figuratively that you have to have patience and then you get the reward. Right. So Mm -hmm. I've kind of, I've kind of grown up with, with that kind of mentality where, although I'm extremely excited, I am, I I am patiently awaiting the reality of the situation and I'm trying not to get mm. too caught up in the summertime news because summertime NFL news you know it, they really are reaching for uh, you know coverage at a certain <laughs> <point>. and, <laughs> yep. and and they'll and they'll pretty much <laughs> yep. write, they'll write about absolutely anything and if you get caught up in it it's very easy to get caught up in it if you get caught up in it you start. You can very easily start to develop negative attitudes towards some of your players, mm-hmm. or you know, or, or mm-hmm. things like that. And, and that is just for me. That's just something. I'm too excited about this Jets team to get involved in any of that. Like right now, I am laser focused on just the personnel that we 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 have. All of these people restructuring their contracts this past couple of weeks has just been fantastically exciting. Because, mm-hmm. and, and and going back to the earlier point you know, one of the major priorities for me is, you know, before they do anything with any type of big splash signing, if they go that route, I want to see Quinnen, you know, locked in, you know. So yeah. it's great that they yeah. save all that cap room, but, uh, you know, lock him in, you know, shoot the headline out there that he's locked in, and then go after some, some other thing if if that's what they want to do. But I hope they make that, you know, they they get that done soon and i'm just gonna yeah. expect that that's going to be done on day you know on week one and if they get the andre in the meantime great but beyond that mm-hmm. you know i'm I, I try not to get too caught up in the summertime nfl stuff
1: yeah listen tim uh the, beware you know the summer <laughs> summer news summer football news We'll take a toll on you mentally. All right. Uh, <laughs> Tim, Tim, it, I swear here. to God. Yeah, it,
5: it becomes the national Enquirer <laughs> during the summer. So you got to be careful.
1: Yeah. Listen, Tim, I got to slide off. I got other callers. You have yourself a good one, my friend. You too. Always a pleasure. And JETS. That's what I'm talking about. Salutes. <laughs> Listen, Tim calling in with some fire. I like talking about <laughs> Be aware, be very aware and cautious of who you're listening to during the summer. All right, because uh negative headlines surface less than right. All right. We're gonna discuss it. All right. Like I said, I like to rabble rouse. Five one five, six zero two, nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in, we're taking all callers. Salutes to everyone in the chat in the chat, all the savages going back and forth. We're gonna keep getting to these lines. Oh, just lost Brick City. Hope Brick call back in. I want to talk to you next. We're going to go to Steve. We're going to Steve because Steve, I'm sure, has a lot to say. Before we go, though, Steve, he's a savage, man. He's a savage. (laughs) Steve Salutes, I want to thank you for calling in. We're having a talk tonight, Steve. We're discussing quite a bit. Jordan Whitehead has restructured his contract. New York Jets now have over twenty-four million dollars in cap space. What are your thoughts on the restructure? How are you feeling about the Jets? How are you feeling about the Jets' cap space situation?
3: Hey Joe. Well, first of all, thank you again for calling me out on your uh, for having me on your show again. And I actually have been Absolutely. forgetting to say this, but I really appreciate you calling me a savage. I really, really do yes. appreciate you calling me a savage.
1: Absolutely, Steve. And, That's what it's all about, man. You you are a fan. Hey, through and through. Go ahead.
3: So, so yeah, no, no. So, I guess the first thing you, you, you wanted to talk to me about was Jordan White had restructuring his contract. It was a smart move, you know, because now the Jets do have some cap space, you know, that they could fill, you know, like, if they want to sign someone, like, really big. Like, is it going to help with Quinton Williams' contract extension, or is it a possibility that we go after Mr. DeAndre Hopkins, But, you know, the thing is, Joe, you know, listen, as you know, pretty soon, you know, now that we're in the month of June, we're getting closer to now to the time, you know, when the NFL is about to go on vacation. Like, we're Mm -hmm. at the time, almost at the time of the year when the players go on their vacation. You know, we got the mandatory minicamp, which is the last three minicamp practice before, you know, we take the time off. But the thing is, is that, you know, like, I still hope, you know, like, because with the help of Jordan Whitehead getting a contract restructure, that honestly, if I had to pick between Quinn and Williams and DeAndre Hopkins right now, I I would honestly pick Quinn and Williams.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, Steve, I hear what you're saying, right? I get it. But I don't think you necessarily – I don't think you have to choose between those guys. You can have both of them. You can absolutely have both Mm -hmm. of those guys on your team. Right, you have over twenty-four million dollars yeah. cap space. That's just now, right? You got to think we're going to get a bump up in cap as well. You can manipulate Quentin Williams' contract so that he. It's, I think a lot of Jets fans, and again, I'm not a capologist. Okay, I don't get up here and pretend yeah. to know contracts like I'm a, a NFL a contract guru or I'm a, a an agent like a lot of other people pretend to do. I don't do that. Okay, I keep it all the way real. I do know this though. I know that you can literally schedule guys to make certain amounts of money at different periods in their contract. So it's not like tomorrow he has to make the max amount in his contract. No, you can put that in year two. You can put that in a couple years down the line so that when he hits for a a certain amount of cap number, then another guy hits for a lower cap. And just to balance your cap out, that's what happens. That's what can happen here, right? So when you look at DeAndre Mm -hmm. Hopkins, right, DeAndre Hopkins probably looking somewhere in the – maybe 10 to 15 million dollar range right the new york jets yep. were trying to get odell beckham we were just trying to get odell, odell beckham and everyone's acting like that didn't happen all of a sudden we were just doing that mm-hmm. alan lazard was here garrett wilson was here Michael hartman was here Corey davis was on the roster all these guys were here and we were still going after odell beckham jr so it starts to make you think right or at least the way i'm thinking is i'm saying if we chase odell who was coming off of an an ACL tear and was out of football, right? Why wouldn't you go after DeAndre Hopkins when that man has shown you that he can get it done, regardless of what quarterback that he had? I remember when he was the Texans, those quarterbacks, again, DeAndre Hopkins, or uh, not DeAndre, Deshaun Watson was hurt at times, and he was still getting it done, still getting it done. Okay? No, done. No matter what quarterback was throwing him the football, he was catching that thing, and he was doing it. Went to the Cardinals, he was still giving people the business. So why can't yeah. we add him to the to the, to the roster then, Steve? That makes us even more deadly. Now you got Garrett Wilson well, in a position where he is just going to have a feast. He's going to have a feast. Give me your thoughts, Steve. Yeah. Yeah,
3: no. I mean, listen, here is the thing about DeAndre Hopkins, which I'm going to say about him. Listen. I think DeAndre Hopkins phenomenal talent, and I think if we did add him onto this Jets roster, you know, someone mentioned this earlier. I think it was the guy Rusty who mentioned this earlier. Because think about it:
2: mm-hmm. if
3: let's say if DeAndre Hopkins is on our team, Garrett Wilson and him are on the same field. Oh, uh, which which um the, those defensive corners who we're going to be going up against? Oh man, they're going to have a tough time, you know, against um. You know, like, if uh, covering either Hopkins or um, or Garrett Wilson, if anybody thinks about that. Because I think it was Rusty who said that. But, you know, Joe,
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know, this whole thing, you know, like with players and stuff. You know, Joe, I, I got to tell you something. And this is the thing, unfortunately, that I, I knew that was going to happen. Because apparently somebody wrote off on Rogers the other day. And basically, you know, like, saying, like, um, because apparently, no matter what happens, when the Jets are doing something good, any reporters Mm -hmm. will come out and write, and listen, Joe, I see this with my own two eyes, they will come out Mm -hmm. and write negative things. And do you want to know why? Because there are still some people, and it drives you crazy. They just want to come out there, there, and... They just they they just want to watch us think. Well, you know what? The one thing that we're going to prove this year is we're going to prove those writers wrong. We're proving those mm-hmm. writers wrong this year. It's just Joe. Before you yeah. get into the next topic, I just wanted to get that out of my. I had to get that out of my system.
1: No, listen, I hear you. There's a lot of people that have a lot of negativity that they want to spread about the New York Jets, and they do that. And I saw a writer recently uh, talk about how Aaron Rodgers, you know, wasn't even the best a quarterback or was nowhere near being the best quarterback in the AFC East. And I, you know, or or in, in excuse me, I think you said uh, in, in, in Jersey or in New York where he played. He wasn't the best, nowhere near the best quarterback in New York. So, you know, very interesting, right? But at the end of the day, like you said as well, we have to understand that there's haters everywhere. The New York Jets are in a different place. It's a different time. And we got to just continue to move like that. The eyes are now on us, okay? They're on us. And speaking of eyes being honest, right? You hear a lot about players come out and talk about the impact that Aaron Rodgers is having and how he expects more from them, Steve, and how he wants them to step up, right? And he's he's putting it out there in the film room. He's helping guys break down film, helping them understand the the, you know, the offense in a way that, you know, it's very helpful to them. And also the things he's doing out there on the field as well, how when he sees something wrong, he stops it, goes back and fixes it. What are your thoughts about hearing the the, the leadership that Aaron Rodgers is showing these guys and how he wants more and expects more from them and wants to set a standard? What are your thoughts about that, Steve?
3: Yeah, because this is the thing. See, this is the thing at times that really, really gets me aggravated with these damn reporters and these damn mm. writers that write negative things about us. It's just go ahead. Aaron Rodgers is showing go. in team meetings, on the field, how he's leading these guys. Like, like if you remember a, couple, a week or two ago, CJ Uzama had an interview where he said that at one point during our offensive meeting when we were meeting in the indoor facility, Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. led the team, not McDaniel Hackett, not Robert Sala. It was, it was Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers has shown why he, he why he's showing to us why he's showing us how to win, how to be prepared, and all that stuff. And listen, no matter what happens, and and, and the thing was, Joe, I said this before. If let's say yeah. Zach Wilson is still going to be the future of this team, Zach is learning under Aaron Rodgers, a guy he he mentors growing up, and now he's got him in the building. When was the last time we've had that, Joe? Not a very, 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 long time, okay? We haven't had that in a very, very, very long time, okay? And the thing is, it shows that that is what this team needs.
1: No, no, listen, you're talking facts now. There's a lot of positivity surrounding Brees Hall as well, Steve. A lot of people excited about him. Talking about, you know, there's rumors again, buzz surrounding him that he might be ready week one for the New York Jets. Give me your thoughts about that, man. How are you feeling about all the positivity surrounding this kid? And do you think he'll actually be able to get on the field for the New York Jets week one after suffering, you know, that ACL tear of his past season?
3: The way of how I see this is with Brees Hall, which is that I don't think Brees Hall during the preseason should not take a snap during the preseason. I would have him rest for the whole preseason, but have him practice in practices during training camp. Like, because the thing is, because remember, those preseason games aren't going to mean anything. And remember, we are playing four preseason games because, remember, the New York Jets got nominated, Joe, for the the Hall of Fame game on August 3rd or August 4th when we go to Camden, Ohio, to play the Browns because we we got nominated to play for an extra preseason game. This year, so going back to Brees Hall, I think what needs to happen with Brees is he should, yeah, excuse me, he should, he <laughs> should ahead. definitely have his practices, should definitely have his practices once he's fully and ready to go. But I would not
1: put him out in a preseason game. Mm. Okay, okay, listen, I'm all about getting putting him out there when he's ready. And Sellers stressed that he was not going to. Get too ahead of himself, right? And that they weren't going to get too ahead of themselves, and they weren't going to put Brees in a situation. They weren't going to do too much, okay? But there's talks. He's already hitting 22 miles per hour on the GPS. He is moving. They don't want to rush things. They going to allow this kid to heal. But I'm telling you, Steve, whenever he's ready, and I'm talking fully ready, not one second later, okay? Let me tell you something. I'm going to put If I was the coach, if I was the staff, I'd put him on the field immediately <laughs> to destroy people, okay? okay. Him, Michael what, Carter, you, you, Izzy.
3: Hey, guys, Joe, 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 mm-hmm. excuse me for one Go minute. Ahead.
1: You would put Go him ahead. on the
3: field for a preseason game?
1: Uh, if he was fully fully ready and healthy, yeah. Because, I need. I, listen, first off, he's a starter. So, he's not going to play. I doubt that he, he – he, look, I, it's not even that I doubt. He should not be playing significant – Uh, minutes during a preseason game so it's not like he's going to get more than a quarter if that right but if he's fully healthy and ready and i'm talking fully healthy that needs fully healthy yes i'm gonna put him out there because he also has you also have to understand these guys have to get into football shape right there's a difference between being in shape and being in football shape how many times have we seen guys sit out right for contract disputes or various other things and then they get on the field during the season because they wait until they get in the season. And then they have issues within the season with hamstrings or being winded, not being in shape, in football shape. We've seen that. We saw that. We've seen that cause injuries, right? So we got to grease the wheels, okay? Mm-hmm. That's why preseason is still, you know, yeah. semi-important. It's to get guys that yeah. feel. That's why we put our quarterbacks out there. Have them work a no, quarter no, no, yeah. so they can get look, that feel, no, get into the, the mode. Thing. You know what I'm saying, Steve?
3: No, listen, I understand where you're coming from, Joe, and you do make a good point. Mm-hmm. You don't want the players to look rusty out there. But the only thing is, Joe, the biggest fear that I have is when they do go out there is if an injury does happen. Like, like it, it, it's yeah. the thing that scares me. It scares the hell mm-hmm. out of me. Like, listen, I mean, it scared it. us all last year when Zach Wilson got hurt in the first preseason game. You remember how, yeah. how Jets fans were all yeah. drained? And Zach Wilson caught a lucky break. Yeah. So the thing yeah. is, Joe, listen. The thing is, Joe, the most important thing that's gotta happen with this team is we have to be healthy. That is the number mm-hmm. one that is the number one priority during the preseason. Listen, preseason doesn't matter about winning. It doesn't matter about losing. The number one nope. thing is being healthy and being yeah. ready to go for the regular season. Now, I guess, Joe, yeah. the last thing I just, I just I got to talk to you about is is that – Go ahead,
1: quickly. Go ahead.
3: I, I got to tell you, Joe, I watched all these three episodes of the flight series that the New York Jets have just had watched. And if you watched all three of those episodes, oh, my God, they were phenomenal, especially with the mm-hmm. whole thing with Aaron Rodgers. I, and, I, and who can ever forget when Aaron Rodgers got introduced to the Jets at uh, his press conference. He calls out on Woody mm-hmm. Johnson. He goes, "Hey Woody, you forgot to shake my hand, man. Yeah, you forgot listen, to Aaron shake Rogers, my hand." And then, goes, and then Woody goes, "Oh crap, I forgot to shake your hand. Okay, let me go shake your yeah. hand, man."
1: Yeah, Aaron so, Rodgers is intoxicating. The- that, that's that's hey. the that's the honest truth. Aaron Rodgers, his his personality, you know, he's a very mild mannered guy. He's very intoxicating. Uh, the way you know that he speaks, communicates. Uh, can get his message across you know, very easily. He's very much a guy that you can tell uh, how he's gotten to where he's gotten. It's because he works to get there. And I'm excited. I'm excited about him being here, like you said as well, just hearing him talk about the game and bettering the team and what he wants, his standards, his expectations, and him even suggesting, or not even suggesting, but just flat out telling people, Jets fans, people within the franchise, everybody. You need to raise your expectations, too. Be ready. Be the team that – and he talked about this in an interview, you know, outside of Flight 23. Be ready. Be a team that is going to go out there and be the bully of the NFL. Go out there and become the dragon. He talked about that. So, yeah, I love hearing Aaron Rodgers speak, and I'm glad he's New York Jet. Continue on, Steve.
3: So the other thing uh, I was going to say, so last night, Joe – I actually had my father that came to my place yesterday and he and Mm -hmm. him and I with my brother had dinner and he was talking with me about like Aaron Rodgers and all that stuff. And he goes, listen, Steve, you are going to enjoy, you know, now with the fact that you have Aaron now, you're going to have all these primetime games now, you know? And the thing is, even though my dad is a Packers fan, he wants Aaron Rodgers to succeed with the Jets. Like, he doesn't care about, like, when the draft picks happen for Green Bay. You know, he doesn't care about all that. He wants Aaron Rodgers to do
1: well with the Jets. Yeah, of course, man. There's a lot of – listen, I, there's a lot of Packers fans I've talked to that even, you know, former – or Packers fans that, uh you know, loved him. You know, and again, we know he was over there in Green Bay for a while. They want to see him do well with the Jets. So, it, it's good. It's good to hear, you know, the positivity from people, and I'm glad your dad – you know, wants to see him do wear here as well. Listen, Steve, I got yep. slide hey, I Joe, to fly it off. I want
3: thank you for calling question. in.
1: It was phenomenal to speak Joe, with Joe, you.
3: Joe, wait, Joe, 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 one last thing really quickly. Mm-hmm. So here's a quick question I have for you. Will there be mm-hmm. any Jet games that you are planning on going to to MetLife this year, or are you going to try yes. to go to a game that's closer to home to you than when the Jets play mm-hmm. on the road?
1: You know, I still haven't – man, I'm looking – I'm still looking. Again, everybody knows my my schedule's crazy, okay? I'm going to make that decision a little bit closer to the season, Um, I'm thinking. But I'm looking at some games. I just got to figure out if I'm going to be able to get out there. That first game of the year, especially against them Bills, that's looking – I'm looking at that, all right? I'm looking at that heavily. But uh, I got to sort some things out. So we'll see. But that's a good question. When I do, believe me, y'all will know. So, yeah, that's a good question, though, Steve. All
3: right, Joe. Thank you so much for
1: having me on the show, man. You have yourself a good night. Absolutely. Same to you, Steve. You have yourself a good one. Yeah. I've had people ask me that recently as well. Salutes to Steve and again, salutes to all the savages. They want to know, hey, Joe, when are you going out to the games, man? What game are you going to? I don't know yet. I'm still trying to sort things out, man. Schedule's wild. It's wild.
2: All right. Listen, what
1: a show. Phenomenal show tonight. Had a blast with everybody gonna go ahead and shut it down here salutes to all the savages in the chat going off all right salutes to Bree always good to see you Bree says word Joe this is why I'm so mad with the Packers insisting on 13 even though it didn't change their pick just so they brag to their fans about how they squeezed every drop from the Jets yeah he's talking about the trade and everything that played out with the uh, with the Jets boardroom as well you know it was a situation we swapped spots. I thought the Jets did a good job there in that trade as well. I think we came out pretty good. Again, we got Aaron Rodgers, right? And even though, you know, Broderick Jones isn't on this football team, Will McDonald was a great pick. I know a lot of Jets fans didn't like it initially, but uh I thought it was a solid pick initially and uh, you know, things are gonna look good for the past situ pass rushing situation. But like I spoke about earlier, and again, people wanna call me a rabble rouser, I'll be that. I'm just wondering. If Roderick Jones was there, would the Jets have still passed on him? Hmm. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking, all right? So uh, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me say this to promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Your boy is also on Twitter as well. Go on over to Twitter. Type in, at The Long Beach Joe, at The Long Beach Joe. Okay? Personal. Uh, Twitter is at young J zero zero zero. All right. Follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge and I will have my Vera
3: Tucker Jersey on at all times.
1: At all times, man. Okay. Listen, he's going to be back this upcoming season. And let me tell you, you folks are going to feel the wrath of Elijah Vera Tucker. And I, I pray for your souls. I truly do. He's going to destroy people. Okay, opposing defensive uh, players. He's gonna he's gonna grab you, and he's gonna throw you around like a sack of potatoes. All right, and it's your problem, not mine. Okay, he's going to have another year, another great year at guard or whatever offensive line position you want to put him at. Because honestly, he can play all of them. Except for center. We haven't seen center, but come on. We know he could probably play center too, right? But that's what you get when you draft guys out of USC. The greatness that is the Trojans. I could go on, but, you know, salute to Elijah Vera Tucker, all right? Fight on, okay? Your boy's also on YouTube as well. Going over to YouTube, type in, okay, the, oh, type in Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube all right subscribe hit that notification bell so when i post content you folks will be in the know hit the thumbs up button as well as if you want to troll me on there hitting those comments troll me and i'll troll you right back no issues okay and as always people when you see me in person when you see me in person it's arms out chest open free hugs for everyone free hugs for everyone okay the hugs will cost you absolutely nothing no matter what anyone says the hugs will always remain free i want to thank you folks for listening uh you know going back and forth with me, calling in, all the savages in the chat, any way that you interact with me. I want to thank you folks for doing that. Without you people, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day to get involved with your boy. You know what I'm saying? All right. And, again, I want to salute and thank Willie Williams, 757 Virginia Jets fan club, for coming on and, and, you know spreading uh, the good news about everything that they do over there. Get involved with the 757 Virginia Jets Club, all right? Those are good people. Willie Williams is a good person as well. So salutes until the next show, all right? You folks have a good one. Peace.